0: Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you The Seminarians, a dialogue with students from the Pontifical College Josephinum, produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire vocations to the religious life. And now, The Seminarians. Welcome to The Seminarian Show. I'm Jonathan Torres from the Diocese of Charlotte, North Carolina. Joining me are Dalton Irvin from Victoria, Texas, and Gordon Mott from Columbus, Ohio. Let us begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we ask you to fill this conversation with your grace, that those listening may be inspired by our words, and that we may have a fruitful and wholesome conversation. We ask this through your mother's intercession as we pray. Hail Mary. Full Full of of grace, grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art
1: thou among women, and blessed is is the the fruit of thy womb, womb, Jesus. Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mother Mother of God, God, pray pray for for us sinners, now and at the hour of our our death. death.
0: Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, today's topic, I wanted to talk about friendship. And there's a lot of aspects that we can cover here. Um, But to begin, I would like to um, read a quote from the book of Sirach. Um, And it begins as such. A faithful friend is a sturdy shelter. He that has found one has found a treasure. There is nothing so precious as a faithful friend, and no scales can measure his excellence. A faithful friend is an elixir of life, and those who fear the Lord will find him. End quote. So there's a to say that a faithful friend is a sturdy shelter, he has found one. He who has found one has found a treasure. Those are heavy words. Um and I think that um uh, friendship can very much seem like a um a nicety to life mm-hmm. and not something that um I think, as the book of c says, something that's um, much more valuable than just simply an add-on. Um, and so, especially as seminarians, um, in, in our seminary, our fraternity is greatly stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to just talk about um, uh, what is the nature of friendship. Um, and to begin, I want to maybe think about it a little bit philosophically, not to bog this conversation down with a, <laughs> a philosophical lecture. I know I tend to More do that. School. <laughs> More school. <laughs> More um, school. But I think it's important to understand it um, philosophically. Um, and so classically speaking, a friendship, um, as Aristotle uh, would define it, is um, two people coming together over a transcendent third. Um, and so that term transcendent third Basically means um, over something that is outside of themselves, mm-hmm. so two friends are not necessarily falling in love or with their relationship with each other, but um, over something that they share in common mm-hmm. you know so think of two friends enjoying football together, uh, two friends talking about cars, two friends talking about literature, philosophical conversation, what have you um, that 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 transcendent third is kind of the bond between two friends um and so just just going off of that idea, um, you know, how, how do we approach friendship in seminary? Um, you know, obviously, we're all in it with this similar goal. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, that can be a kind of transcendent third. Um, but, of course, there's going to be other particular friendships, even within seminary, that we bond over more than other people. Yeah. So, I don't know if you guys had any thoughts thus far about, um, you know, that, that, that idea of, Uh, two friends bonding in seminary, you know, our Catholic faith. Yeah. Well, I think
2: you kind of touched on it some there when you said we're all there for the same reason, right? Mm -hmm. Um, When you come to seminary, you're in formation to the priesthood. That's a shared bond that we all have. Um, But then you see very naturally from the very beginning orientation, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Orientation week, guys who have similar interests, whether it's in uh, music or the guys who go out and play soccer, during the free time that week. Right. These, these friendships start to form. um, And as, as they realize they, they both like playing soccer, two or three guys. um, Then they realize they like the same kind of movies too. Yeah. And so they just spend more and more time together and develop that friendship Mm -hmm. um, and then become accountable to one another. Right. You see these spiritual fraternities in school that uh, pop up and and flourish. Right. uh, Whatever that may be. Right. And I think, A lot of it, too, has to do just with the fact that in classes, you have 12 guys who have all of the same classes together. Yeah, yeah. Right? You're together all morning, part of the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Um, And that just kind of naturally then puts you in a group to be friends with.
0: Right. And I think, yeah, I think that there's this idea, especially in seminary – of uh, you know, I don't want to reduce it to just a support group, mm-hmm. um, but there is this idea that you you know you suffer together. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> suffer, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we all wake
1: up in the mornings and uh, <clears throat> sing it's a hard knock, hard knock life from little orphan Annie. Yeah, in yeah, so.
0: exactly, exactly. So, um, and I think John Paul II once, um, yeah, somebody, uh, one of his friends was confiding in him, and he was talking about their friendship together, um, and he asked John Paul II, um, you know, are We're good friends, right? And John Paul II said, We're not yet good friends because we had not yet suffered together. Um, So there's this idea that suffering bonds um, Mm -hmm. people together. And it's like going through those struggles in life, sharing those real raw um, moments in life that I think can act as a glue as well. Yeah, because, you know,
2: I've, I've kind of mulled over this with some other guys. This idea that in seminary we come to discern the Lord's calling in our life as well in our lives. Mm -hmm. Are we willing to give up the good of family life to embrace uh, the celibate life, to lay down ourselves at the altar of God, uh, not just for a few years or a decade, but, but forever, right? Right. You're priest forever. And so in that discernment of the Lord's will and formation, uh, we really bear our souls and make ourselves extremely vulnerable, uh, to God, but then also to one another. Yeah. Um, you're around guys in really some of their most vulnerable states, right? Um, as they question, you know, what did I do? I left right. a career, or yeah. I've been in seminary for four or five years. I don't even know how to use my degree anymore.
0: Yeah, <laughs> if I leave, what
2: am I going to do?
0: Right, right, yeah. And I think that there's um, that idea of vulnerability is really important in friendships because um, it's so easy. If you, it, I think if in, especially in seminary, if you're not. Um, cultivating deep friendships then you become isolated and you become caved in on yourself um Mm -hmm. and you can drive yourself crazy like that um well
2: isolation is terrible for the person it's yeah any person that's why it's the worst place to be in prison right yeah
0: yeah right and um there's that idea that you know we're all called to communion like that's part Mm -hmm. of our nature Mm -hmm. um is to be in communion with one another take me back to that ecclesiology paper (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, communion was heavily stressed in our ecclesiology, <laughs> ecclesiology uh, classes as of late. But, um, but, you know, yeah, so that idea of communion is part of our nature. Um, and to be vulnerable and be brutally honest with each other. Yeah. Um, to You know, just to admit to guys, that like, I'm weak and this is the way I struggle. You know, mm-hmm. keep me accountable. Um, I think, you know, and temptation creeps in so quickly when you're isolated to take you down. But if you have a support group they're going to help you get back up quickly you yeah, know yeah. and so it's it's really a um a stronghold um uh, th- that idea of friendship and yeah, not that just one shelter that yeah. talking exactly, about exactly exactly um and so building building off this idea of um you know uh, uh, two friends um being bonded over a transcendent third that Aristotle talks about um these these um these friendships he kind of views them hierarchically um, saying that there's some friendships of pleasure, you know, think about like, you know, two friends enjoying football, or whatever. That's a great thing, but it's not as high as two friendships, uh, uh, two friends um, enjoying like a virtuous life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as Christians, Catholics, we understand um, God as the highest transcendent third that a friendship can strive for. And so, two friends that are, that base their relationship on God is going to be the strongest friendship that one can have um and so i think in seminary there's a a lot of opportunity to um to truly strive for that um that um model friendship so there's another quote here by um professor john Cutterback. he's a professor of philosophy at christendom college he talks a lot about friendship um especially as explained in um as explained by aristotle um but the quote here goes True friends are an irreplaceable aid to one another in living out the Christian vocation, most of all because they encourage and inspire one another to become better. Um, And I think that that really gets at the heart of it, especially if two friends are in love with God, um, then they're going to want what's best for each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that idea of um, striving towards perfection it's not only about you, but it's about everyone around you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's mirrored in your friendships with you know not only seminarians but your family members and and you know all the, all those people around you. So, um, within yeah, so within friendships you you have um these these levels of friendship. You have friendships of pleasure. I think Aristotle calls it the friendships of logos, which is um is similar um, to, you know, a friendship on God, um, something that's higher, um, transcendent, as it were. Um, <laughs> marriage, you know, is a certain kind of friendship, too. Yeah, um, without a doubt. And that's, you know, that, that is, that's a sacramental <clears throat> friendship. Um, and so we are, you know, again, we're all called to this communion um, with each other. Um, marriage is a natural vocation. And so, um, it, you know, it's, it's expressed... Uh, um, Physically, yeah, Um, yeah. but uh, but in seminary it's interesting because you have this idea that um, it is a supernatural vocation, Um, and so it it seems like you know uh, the priest can be a loner, yeah, um, when he's not married. Um, But that's not the idea, right? He finds his his um, that call to be uh, in communion with not only with the other priests but his people too. That he's um, that he is uh, entrusted to care for. Um and so I you know I, I think that's an interesting question how do we approach you know as seminarians and one day as priests hopefully friendships with parishioners mm-hmm. friendships with um our colleagues you know um our fellow our brother priests deacons like how do you how do you approach um these different kinds of relationships i don't know if you had any idea
2: yeah i think there's there's several approaches you have to take to that because obviously other priests are going to understand your struggles or what mm. you're going through better than your average parishioner. Yeah, yeah. Um, or even an above-average parishioner. Priests just get priest things. Yeah, um, They yeah, know exactly. what it's like to have to keep the seal of the confessional. They know what it's yeah. like to have a full weekend schedule when yeah. all your friends and family are going to the lake, but you have to stay at your parish yeah, and exactly, say Yeah, exactly. Um, and so priests are going to be kind of your closest friends. Yeah. But you also need need lay friends who are going to hold you accountable
0: right right? yeah
2: and tell you when because they see you more regularly than your other priest friends
0: yeah yeah
1: well and that's that's the real crux of an actual functioning friendship right is that the the currency inside i mean aside from being based around a transcendent third is that the real currency between two friends is truth Mm -hmm. raw unvarnished truth um And so those friends that can speak openly and honestly with you in order to hold you accountable for your things. I mean, honestly, I think it was Pope Francis who said that uh, you're lucky if by the end of your life you've had five true friends like that. Mm. Um, And so it can be those people that are really going to to press you and challenge you and and push you to new heights in in holiness. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. You're listening to The Seminarian Show on St. Gabriel Radio, AM 820. You can hear this show every Tuesday at noon and Sunday at 1 p.m. and in the audio archives at stgabrielradio.com. I'm Jonathan Torres from the Diocese of Charlotte. Joining me are Dalton Irvin from Victoria, Texas, and Gordon Mott from Columbus, Ohio. So we've been talking about friendship, different aspects of it. Um, and right before uh, the break, we were talking about um Priests and how they relate to their parishioners, how they relate to other priests, um Gordon mentioned a good point about basing um, friendship off of truth mm-hmm. and um and so I think there's a little bit more there to unpack. Um, I wanted to talk about um uh, pre like what the idea of priests being friends with their brother priests and their parishioners um, in Charlotte, North Carolina, we have a lot of mountain parishes. And um, I know it's a temptation for a lot of priests to just kind of hide, nestle themselves yeah. away. And it takes a real effort to come out of their little hobbit hole, <laughs> as it were, <laughs> and um, and maintain friendships with their brother priests. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's a very um, – it's, it's a dangerous temptation to think that, like, you know, I'll just hide away and can do this by myself, and I'll just hang out with my parishioners, and that's enough. But I
2: think there's something else about that, too, this – I think there's a hole you can fall into thinking you have to see your friends all the time or you have yeah, to right you have to spend time with with them all the time mm-hmm. or have some regularly scheduled uh hangout sessions, sure, yeah, which a true friend you might see once a year, yeah, no that's um, true yeah. and and when you get together or when you talk on the phone, mm-hmm. it's picking up right where you left off, yeah, it's yeah. concern and care about what you've done in that time since you've seen each other, yeah. It's calling them out if there is something they're talking about. And you're like, what do you mean you did that? Yeah. Or what do you mean you found yourself in that place and you didn't call me? Right, right, right. Right. And so, I mean, I get the idea of this. They hide in their hobbit hole maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but realize, I think it's from the outside looking in, it's easy to cast that judgment on them. Sure. Which really they might have deep and abiding friendships. Yeah. But it's not with priests of their own diocese. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. Of um, course, right. Or something right. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just a defense for the priest of Charlotte. No, of
0: course. <laughs> Please, I'm the first one to, yeah. to to defend my brothers over there. But um no, exa- that's exactly right. And just because they're not meeting every week over yeah. beers and you know, it's five of them together doesn't mean that they don't have the that a deep friendship somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um you know, but yeah, the idea was just um it's so easy to slip into this um I think I think my idea is that the idea I was trying to get, get at was that friendships take work. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And so, um, <clears throat> you know, just to lay back and just think that, oh, friends will come to me and, you know, mm-hmm. they'll express their problems and I don't have to, you know, be open to, with them and as mm-hmm. as much as maybe I ought to. It gets to Gordon's idea about truth, right? Um, friendships could be dif- difficult. Yeah. Especially when you're opening up yourself and being vulnerable about your problems, Um uh, there's a certain difficulty, I think, um, in deep friendships yeah. to just be honest and to, to trust that that person is going to love you where you're at. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we're afraid that, um, you know, if I reveal this or that, um, is this person going to still want to be my friend? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where faith, I think, takes over in friendship. That you know, I'm trusting that you will love me as I am, and yeah. and I think once you can cross that barrier then I think that friendship um, has just deepened dramatically. So Well,
1: yeah. Well, And, and, and a lot of it has to do with, <clears throat> I think, uh, a question of how you perceive yourself and your role in that friendship, right? Mm-hmm. If you see yourself as a friend to other people mm. and where you start to see yourself as a fixer, yeah. well, then you're never going to really allow yourself to put to words the things that are going on inside mm-hmm. of you. So mm-hmm. then there's no truth because right. you're not really sharing the thing and you're living a synthetic reality.
0: Right, right. No, I think that's, yeah, it, it's a two-way street. <laughs> it's yeah. not just, um, you tell me your problems and I'll, I'll help you. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to, it, again, it's, yeah, two-way street.
1: So. Well, and that's one of the reasons. why So like in the Diocese of Columbus, I think it was Bishop Griffin, uh, who, it might've been Herman, uh, who originally started it, but uh, there are priest groups all over the diocese and they get together and they go to lunch you know pretty regularly, and uh they get together and they pray pretty regularly on on separate occasions mm-hmm. and so it's good because you know, say you move from one part of the diocese to another, now you don't have any really close priest friends, so long as you're willing to participate in those groups, well, the friendships will develop mm-hmm. you know so long as there's truth,
2: yeah, yeah. one of my favorite times a year at the seminary uh is alumni days mm-hmm. when the guys from like class in nineteen sixty eight or yeah um you know, those guys come back. Some are now uh, married grandparents, mm-hmm. uh, you know, grandfathers. Some are retired monsignors or yeah. a retired bishop. And they all come back to the Josephineum, And it's like they're third year theologians again, you know, mm-hmm. talking yeah. about uh, their mud bowl experiences or when St. Nick used to go and scare the high school guys yeah. <laughs> on uh, second floor of the library. And they just, it, those friendships that. Existed when they were here, uh, then they were ordained or they left formation, whatever it was, to be all over the country. Yeah, those friendships remain when they come back. Yeah, yeah, um, which is really inspiring to me. I think
0: it is, it is, and um, yeah, I remember I, I expressed that to um a priest back in my diocese how I was worried that after seminary, you know, all my friends would just be scattered, mm-hmm. scattered all over the place. You know, and he told me he's like, if if these are true friends, then you're going to be able to pick up where you left off anytime. Um, you know, take a take a flight to visit your friend, and like you said, it's even if it's once a year, yeah. that doesn't make him any less of a friend. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, that's a, that's alumni days is a is a good um witness to friendship. Yeah. Well,
1: and it goes back to what you were saying earlier, right, about common experience being a good kind of a fertilizer for friendship. Mm-hmm. That now there's this common bond. Well, we've all gone to the same institution, yeah, so. Yeah. You know, so now I can approach you from this commonality, just like um, where you were mentioning earlier about suffering, you Mm know, uh, people who have suffered together, there's a common lived experience. And so now there's this sense of fraternity that's already pre-established. Oh, you've
0: suffered too? Okay.
1: Well, now I can speak truthfully because I know you can receive it.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, those are good points. And I think um, this gets at another um, uh, aspect of friendship that I, I had one friend who, who like to talk about this a lot, the, the idea of being transparent in a friendship mm-hmm. and the idea of being adaptable in a friendship. Um, and sometimes they seem like they're at odds with each other, um, especially in big social groups. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is it better to just be yourself and just let everyone know how you're feeling? <laughs> or is it, you know, or should you, you know, conceal your emotions a little bit and just adapt and, you know, you know, go around with the wine glass and pretend all is well. <laughs> Maybe when you're suffering inside, I don't know. Um, but, um... I mean, I think in deeper friendships, transparency is absolutely necessary. Um, Maybe with our, you know, one day with our parishioners, you got to be adaptable. Um, Mm -hmm. You can't, you know, tell tell your parishioners, yeah, you know, I haven't prayed the office in five days. I'm struggling. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) But I think there's this. So
2: you kind of hit it right there saying in the small group, total transparency. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you also have to be adaptable there. You can't be the needy one in the friendship. No, that's true. You know, that's true. sometimes yeah. you have to realize that the other person or the other two or three go- people, yeah. um, they have struggles, too. Yeah. And they may be struggling at the same time. And sometimes you do just have to, su- you know, be transparent. You're struggling, yeah. too. Um, but you have to realize that we got to take care of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, the friendship's not only for you to take care of them or <laughs> for them to take care yeah. of you, like Gordon mentioned earlier, but there's this... Like we talked about virtues before, this this mean.
0: Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. And that's what, what I think friendship is a virtue really to yeah. be a friend. It is. It is. Yeah.
1: And I, I think there's something to what you were talking about that's worth kind of fleshing out a little bit more, Dalton. Um, this idea that like, you know essentially you don't want to be Eeyore, right? Like <laughs> you know, you're you're around your group of friends and it's like, Oh how's everything Oh, everything's terrible. Yeah. yeah. You know. The um because, I mean, two things happen there, right? Is like, number one, like there is a venue for selfishness to enter in into the dynamic, which is just poison. Mm-hmm. Um, but number two, it closes off conversation, which means the truth can't flow, right? Yeah. Because now I know if you're t- feeling terrible, well, now I feel like my job is to lift you up and I can't talk about the struggles that I've had recently, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then you wonder why all of a sudden your social circle is getting more and more frustrated. Yeah. Because... They don't get to talk about what's going on, and you're Eeyore, and nobody wants to hang out with Eeyore. Yeah,
0: right, right. Yeah, and I think that that goes um, hand in hand with uh, this idea that um, friendship is not just about emotions. Like you know, like we mm-hmm. mentioned, um, mm-hmm. it's not about your feelings. Um, it's about love. Is love is not based on a feeling. It's about seeing the good and wanting that good for the other person. Yeah. So, and I think there's this very real reality
2: that we forget a lot too that our friendships change. With where we're at, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you will go from one seminary to another, your friendships are naturally going to change. Right. When you leave seminary to be a priest, your friendships change. Yeah. Just like from high school to college, they change. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. College to seminary, whatever that whatever that transition was. Yeah. Um, those friends, the friendships you had before and the new friends you have, all of that changes, and so it's it's not this very concrete, like. This was my friend in high school, and so yeah. I'm going to break my back to to, to maintain, maintain this friendship. Yeah, like, right. some friendships do have not terms, but, yeah. no, but they, they come they and go naturally. People, yeah, yeah exactly. Transition.
0: People come and go from your life, yeah. and that's just life. That's the way it yeah. is. Um, absolutely.
2: And so I I kind of wonder about the going back to marriage as a friendship, just
0: to mm-hmm. kind of round things out. Yeah, um, I think that's the highest form. Of earthly friendship, yeah, it is. Yeah, and it's not. Um, it's a total exclusive friendship mm-hmm. where you know the two parties involved, the man and the woman, are giving themselves totally. And so it's not only a transparency in their emotions and in their thoughts and minds, but in their bodies as well too. Yeah. Um, and that transcendent third
2: is beatific vision is
0: heaven. Yeah, exactly. It is God, That's and what so they're, helping each, they're other. helping each other towards that transcendent third. Um, yeah, absolutely. And of course, all of this mirrors the greatest relationship that we, you know, that we can glimpse at is God himself, yeah. which is a person of, you know, a, a relation of persons. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that gets back to our nature, how we are built for communion, yeah. made in the image and likeness of God. So thanks for joining us for today's seminarian show. You can hear this show every Saturday at 1130 and Sunday at one o'clock and in the audio archives at st. Let us end with a prayer. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord, we thank you for bringing us here together to talk about friendship. Let us grow in our relationship with you. And we ask that you bless all of our listeners uh, with your grace. And we pray this in the words your Son taught us. Our Father, who who art art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. name, Thy thy kingdom come, come, thy will be done
2: done. on On earth as it is in heaven. heaven. Give us, Give us this, this day, day our daily, daily bread, and, and forgive
1: us our trespasses, our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against, against us.
0: And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Us from Amen. evil. Amen. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You're listening to The Seminary Show on St. Gabriel Radio, AM 820. You can hear this show every Saturday at 1130 and Sunday at 1 and in the audio archives at stgabrielradio.com. I'm Jonathan Torres from the Diocese of Charlotte, North Carolina. Joining me are Dalton Irvin from Victoria, Texas, and Gordon Mott from Columbus, Ohio. The Seminarians is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of The Seminarians and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com.